Hello and welcome to the Anxiety and I podcast. My name is Carl and I'm here to talk to you guys about anxiety, my experiences with anxiety and mental health, and also how it ties in with working in the music industry. So in today's episode, I'm actually going to split into two parts. Um, I'm going to start off by talking about anxiety and family and relationships, and then I want to go on to talk about ways uh, and different things you can do to, to get help for for your anxiety for most mental health um, conditions. So there are a variety of things that you can do yourself and um, people you can see or speak to as well that can help with that. Like I said, I want to kick things off by talking about um, anxiety and, and relationships and, and loved ones and family and when's the right time to tell a family member a loved one about your anxiety or your mental health problem how do you tell them for me like I said I was lucky in the sense that well the first person that knew um, about about my um, anxiety disorder was my mum I think being a mum, they kind of have a sixth sense a lot of the time. They can just <laughs> kind of tell these things and they can see them coming. So I was fortunate in the sense that um, that she knew and, and she was able to support me a hell of a lot. Like I said, without my mum, I don't know where I'd be right now. So um, I owe a lot of a lot of gratitude and, 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 and such to her. It was more difficult talking to my dad about how I was feeling because he didn't really just, he just didn't really understand it. Um, and I'm not, that's, that's, that's not his fault in the slightest. I mean, he, I think the way he was raised, he's always been quite a tough individual. He's raised in like a big Irish family. Um, his sort of attitude on life is get out there, work hard, do what you got to do. Do you know what I mean? He's just a tough, he's just a tough mentally strong person. And um, he, he thought that, I was sort of just needed to man up or just needed to be stronger or I was mentally weak. And again, this is nothing against him. He, most people back then, I say back then, this was sort of 15 years ago. I think now the perception of it has changed. But most people would have had the same reaction. If you didn't understand it, you didn't really, you couldn't see what was going on. It it, it probably was a natural way to react. But with time, he he's... He's understood it a bit more, and and he's uh, he's definitely helped me. Of course, he has. Uh, it's just getting over that initial period of time, and and just explaining it. Once you've explained it, and you sat down, you've spoken about it enough times, he he, he was able to to understand more. Um, and then you, you, I move on to to my friends. A lot of my friends, when I was a teenager or in my early twenties, they didn't know about it. I kept it hidden for a long, long time, and some of them are probably finding out now by listening to this, uh, that, that I've had these, these, um, these issues in my life. It was, it was tough to tell, I think growing up as a, as a young lad, it was tough to kind of tell and be open with your friends because you're sort of worried they're going to take the mick out of you a little bit. Uh, now I don't feel that way in the slightest. Now, now I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk to every single person that I used to go out with when I was a kid and tell them, yeah, this is me, this is how I am, this is how I feel. I think because you want to be one of the lads, you want to fit in, you don't want to come across as as weak or any less of a person back then. 
Well, I didn't back then anyway. Now, now I'm not. I'm not, as I say, phased by any of that sort of stuff. As I say, it doesn't make you any less of a man for for having an anxiety disorder. Um, but obviously, I was going through a a period back then when I was dropping out of more and more Saturday night drinks or um, finding ways to avoid going out with my friends. And, and to them, it must have looked odd. It must have looked weird. And they were obviously probably getting frustrated with that. And by me not doing those things, I was getting more anxious with myself. So you have to work up the courage to, to tell to tell somebody how you're feeling and talk to somebody about it. Um, and you'll find a lot of times as well that their reaction won't be as bad as you think. And they'll sort of probably be like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me this before? Um, it's the fear of telling somebody and you're, and you're worried about what they're going to say or what they're going to react a lot of the time. Once you get over that initial hurdle, trust me, to be able to share your feelings with someone, it just feels like you've taken such a weight off your shoulders because it's not bottled up anymore. It's not eating away at you inside. And with my relationship that I'm in now, I'm, I was very fortunate as well that I, I've I've met somebody who, when I explained it to her, she went away and she learned about it and she educated herself and she checked out ways online and, and read about things and ways in which she could help me when I was having a a bad day or a bad week or my anxiety was particularly high because I had an event coming up or something like that and for me to be able to have someone like that in my life is I'm so grateful for that um, and if that person does love you and of course they're going to want to do everything that they can to help you so if you're if you're with someone who suffers with an anxiety disorder, please listen to them and, and, and go away and work out ways in which you can help educate yourself on, on, on anxiety. There's there's plenty of websites and, and things online nowadays that can help you understand it a bit better if, if your partner's having difficulty telling you themselves, um, talking about it. Ask them to perhaps write down how they're feeling uh, that, that that's another key way I think I've done that before in the past I've written down thought diaries and it's helped me to help other people understand how I'm feeling and it's also important as well to not mistake anxious behaviour as being directed towards you if your partner is suffering with anxiety they may have certain ways in which they they cope with it or they deal with it um, so me for example Sometimes I just I just like to be on my own. I like to I kind of isolate myself a little bit. And if you don't tell your partner about that, they might see that as 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 oh have I done something wrong? Have I upset them? And they might start worrying themselves. So it's important to be honest with them about your anxiety because otherwise that person may feel as if they've done something wrong, and and that's why you're behaving the way that you're behaving when in fact. It's actually your anxiety that's making you feel the way that you feel and the way that you're behaving. But that person wouldn't know that unless you told them. But again, it comes down to if they've educated themselves on, on anxiety, then they will know these things. So it's important, really, really important to talk to your loved one about it. It really is. So now I briefly want to talk about ways you can get help and things that you can do that can help with your anxiety. And the first one I want to talk about is something called CBT, which a lot of you or some of you may have already heard of. And it was actually the first thing I was um, 
introduced to when I was suffering. Um, so CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. And it's probably one of the most common treatments that um, can help with a range of mental health problems from anxiety to bipolar, depression. Um, <clears throat> and what CBT is, it's a type of talking treatment which focuses on how your thoughts, beliefs and attitudes can affect your feelings and behaviour. And what it does is it teaches you coping skills for dealing with different problems. So it combines cognitive therapy and behavioural therapy. So the two are kind of combined there. And the theory behind it is that it's based on the idea that the way that we think about situations can affect the way that we feel and behave. And as an anxious person, a lot of the time we're going to interpret a situation negatively, which will then result in us experiencing negative emotions as a result. Um, and it's really easy to slip into these negative thinking patterns and they can start from, as I say, a young age. And you find yourself kind of going round and round and round in a circle of, of these negative thoughts. And it's important to try and break that cycle and break that chain. And CBT does that. You'll work with a therapist to sort of identify and challenge any negative thinking patterns and behaviour which may be causing you difficulties or anxiety or stress. And in turn, this can change the way you feel about situations um, and enable you to change your behaviour in the future. That's the, that's the main goal. It's learning to stop that cycle, like I said, of, of negative thinking. And you will have relapses uh, along the way because this is not something that's going to work straight away. It's, it's something that you need to practice and practice and practice and almost train your 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 brain and your mind um to do it and it's also important one thing that i found with this um it took me you've got to stick with it it took me a while to get used to it and get into it <clears throat> but when you are also you might have days when you are feeling better doesn't mean that you have to stop practicing your CBT, it's important to, even when you're feeling, even now, like me now, when I'm at a stage where I'm feeling a hell of a lot better than I was 15 years ago, it's still important to practice it and remember the techniques that you've learned because it can really, really help you and benefit you throughout your, your life. Um, it's a really powerful tool to have and please do, if you find it difficult at first or if you, you might go even go through a couple of therapists at first, you might not like the first person that you're with please try and find somebody that you connect with and you can you feel comfortable with and stick with it because this is something that's really powerful and it does really help in the long run with with anxiety another big tool in helping us combat um, our anxiety is exercise or physical activity um and it doesn't mean running marathons or training every day in the gym it just means just any sort of physical exercise, whether it be a brisk walk, a, a sport that you enjoy doing, a bike ride, can really, really help with mood uh, and sleep. And studies have shown that so doing some form of physical activity can improve your mental health. It's been proven by scientists. It can lead to better sleep, making you feel more tired at the end of the day, and therefore you sleep better throughout the night. It releases feel-good hormones that make you feel better in yourself and give you more energy and it can help you manage stress anxiety or intrusive thoughts um, doing something physical 
releases cortisol, which, help, which helps us manage stress. Um, being physically active also gives your brain something to focus on, and I've spoken about this in the past. Having something to focus on is, is key. <clears throat> it gives you better self-esteem. Being more active can make you feel better about yourself. It reduces the risk of depression. Um, studies have shown, again, that doing regular physical activity can reduce the likelihood of physical depression and also getting some sun and daylight and vitamin D is, is key to, to helping um, combat anxiety. And another one which people probably don't think about is it can help you connect with people. So you can do group activities. You can, if you feel confident enough, you can join the gym and you can meet other people there and, and join classes. And it's just a great tool, again, in helping us feel better and helping us manage our anxiety. And as I say, you don't have to start big. You can just start small, making small changes. So going for a, even a 15-minute walk at the start and, and you can build yourself up. Start small and, and and work your way up to where you feel comfortable. And as I say, it's been proven to, to, to help you feel better. Something else which ties into kind of the exercise side of things is something called mindfulness meditation. You can often combine this with, with yoga as well. Uh, this is something that I've tried. I found it quite difficult to, to immerse myself in. Again, I think it's something that you have to give a chance and you have to stick with and not give up straight away, so don't feel like it's, oh, if it doesn't work after the first two or three times that you try, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm not going to give it a go, stick with it for a period of time, and, and give it a go, because it, it, again, it can really help, essentially what it teaches you is to be, it, it's, it helps you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling in the current moment, without any interpretation or judgment, and practicing it, as I say, it involves different breathing methods. You can use guided imagery uh, and other practices to, just to help relax the body and mind and help reduce stress. And this is, again, where it, it can tie in with yoga. Uh, so give yoga a try as well. Um, a lot of yoga classes that I've done, you find at the end they kind of incorporate a little bit of mindfulness into them. So there'll be a relaxation period at the end. And then also there's there's a lot of cool apps and websites too uh, I can think of off the top of my head are Calm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the Calm app, loads of great techniques on there, give that a go and there's also one called Headspace which is really really cool they offer a lot of really cool guided techniques and methods as well which you can try two other things that I tried when my anxiety was probably at its absolute worst, I even tried hypnotherapy briefly and I also tried acupuncture to help uh, with certain things. Again, these are things that you can try. They didn't particularly work that well for me, but again, it doesn't want. I don't want to put you off. Um, put you off trying them. Different people react differently to different things. And the last one I want to talk about is something that I was really reluctant to to try. Um, and again, I don't want to put you off because a, a lot of people do, and, and that is medication. Um, so I've never really had any real medication for my to manage my anxiety. I mean, I think when I was about 20 or 21, 
I went to the doctors and the doctor did prescribe me antidepressants. So I think the first one that they tried me on was something called Soroxat. And I was kind of confused because I wasn't depressed. I didn't feel depressed. As I say, it, it was it was more anxiety. That's what it was. And I was sort of thinking to myself, well, why are they putting me on a, a, an antidepressant drug when, when, I'm, when I'm anxious? I said to the doctor, I'm, I'm not depressed. I, I, I know that the two are strongly linked, but I was kind of confused. So... Obviously, being a doctor, you trust them. And I went away and I took this drug for two weeks and it was horrendous. To, to put it plainly, it was horrendous. Uh, it made me sick. It made me feel a hell of a lot worse. Uh, and I just I just couldn't take it. I, I just stopped taking it. Um, they did try and put me on a higher dose. And then they changed the drug to something called citalopram, which I tried again for a week or two. I just couldn't get on with them at all. I, I really, I was really, really didn't want to take medication in the first place. I always wanted to try and overcome my my anxiety in a natural way and, and use the sort of the natural methods that were available. But this was kind of a last ditch thing for me because I tried a lot of things at that time and nothing was really helping me. Um, so again, I don't want to put anybody off medication because some people I know have have taken certain antidepressants and they've helped them wonders so just be cautious about it and and, and question your doctor when you speak to them about it just to learn about the different ones that are available because there are some that are have a bit of a, a worse track record than others but Again, I, I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor, I don't want to go into too much detail, but that is just my personal experience with antidepressants as such. I was prescribed um, something different to help with the panic attacks that I was having, which is, it was a beta blocker called Propanolol, which I, I do still have. I, I don't take it anymore, but it's there if I need it. And, and that was just a, a medication they gave me to take as and when I felt that I needed it. It's actually, if you look it up it's actually quite common amongst um stage performers and actors they it can be taken for stage fright and things like that so i have that there if i need it i don't need it really at the moment and i, I don't see myself needing it anymore but yeah anyway it, it's there but these are the main things that i have tried in my life to to help combat everything that's been going on and i hope that by sharing these that you you can look into them people can look into them and they can help you too because um, there are a lot of useful techniques uh, and one really, really good website actually before I do uh, sign off, there's a website called Get Self Help. So I think if you just go on Google and type in Get Self Help, go on there. It's it's really, really good. There's so many useful, useful things on that website that, and I relied on a lot of the things on there when I was younger. So yeah, that's about it for, for this episode of Anxiety and I. I hope you found everything useful. In the coming weeks, I'll probably be doing one more episode and I'm going to try and get a few people on board to share their experiences of anxiety and, and how it's affected their lives. I'm interested to hear people's stories. Um, and as I say, it's always good to talk. So for now, take care of yourself, look after yourself, and I'll see you soon.